Good morning, everybody. We are going to be reading from uh, John 12, verses 44 through 50. And uh, we're going to be reading the ESV version. If you guys don't have a Bible, please feel free to grab a Bible from uh, one of these boxes on the side or pull up your phone. Just if you do, please silence it. Um, But let's get into it. And Jesus cried out and said, whoever believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority. But the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. Hello. I forgot how uncomfortable this thing is. It's been a little bit. Can you guys pray with me for a quick second? Lord, may your words be the ones that I speak. May we together take steps closer to where we can be in your eyes. Amen. All right. You guys can probably hear it. We're getting a wee bit of a ring in still. Um, This is a cajon, spelled Cajun. Um, You guys might have noticed, I'm not a drummer. Um, Hopefully it's not too obvious. But this is, sometimes I view it as a accident perhaps a mistake. Um, In other words, we were doing worship one day and the drummer couldn't be there and we're playing a song. I I would say I'm a bass player Um, and I was playing bass and, but there was no drums and this song needed drums and not a bass. And so I'm like, hey, Hannah, I'm just gonna sit here and hit the box while you play the piano. And um, she says, okay, that was better. We needed drums. I'm like, cool. I'm glad I could help that day. Um, Two weeks later, we get the schedule for the next month or two, and I'm writing my my names down on my calendar, and I see Adam, drum set. And I'm like, hey, Hannah, um, I've noticed that you made an error. I play the bass guitar, and um, I, you must have gotten me mistaken. She says, no, no, I did that correct. You played the box drum just fine. And my response was just something along the lines of, <laughs> um, and I'm like, I, 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 I don't play <laughs> drums. And she said, okay, 
you'll do fine. And so I showed up on practice like a few weeks later and I bring my box and I'm sitting down, everybody's warming up and I'm just kind of massively intimidated because I'm not a drum player. I don't have great tempo, I'm bad at fills. Um, I always rush. And, and I said, we were sitting down, I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm not a drummer. Um, I didn't choose this. I'm gonna do the best that I can um, and I'll practice, but I'm not a drummer. So if this is really awful, please don't yell at me. Yell at Hannah. <laughs> like, she did this. Um, this is her doing. It's not my fault. In the same time, if this is like actually decent, like if I pull this off, okay. Um, again, don't praise me too much because this isn't my fault. Hannah saw something and she put me there. This isn't my doing. I didn't want this or choose this. And so my ability to play the drum is reflectant upon the person who saw something and enabled me to do it. Um, as I, you know, I, I said that in that practice, I am sorry. And as I was saying that, I'm like, like moments later, quickly realized, like, my gosh, how is, like, how similar is that to being what God is? That I am sending you to do something. Are you adequate to do this? Do you want to do this? Give me the praise. Give me your anger. Um, you know, it's not your fault. Put it on me. And that is kind of how Jesus starts off with this. So we're reading a section of scripture that's more or less John's summary of the first half of this book. And Jesus says, whoever believes in me believes not in me, but him who sent me. I played the drums. My ability to play drums, or my reason I'm playing drums is reflected upon Hannah who said, you should play the drums with us. Um, I apologize in advance or in past, future, for whatever. I apologize if it's not great. Please don't mock me if I'm rushing the tempo. But Jesus says, believe in me. Like, whoever believes in me believes not in me, believes in the one who sent me. It's much in the same. Jesus continues to make sure that he's more than a humble servant and says, whoever sees me has seen the Father. I and the Father are one. All right. Whoever believes in me, believe. There's two, there's two things we're gonna to wanna to try to lock in today. Belief, light. Belief and light. Um, believe in me. I have come into the world as light. Whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. Um, all right, how many of you guys climb? A few climbers, anybody? A few hands, all right. How many have been climbing? All right. More hands, perfect. And so when you're climbing, you have a rope. And I got to work in uh, outdoor leadership and we were taking a bunch of people on trips and we had a group of guys on this one particular outing that were, they're not in juvenile detention, but they were staying in the house that if they do one more thing wrong, they will be in juvenile detention. And we're taking them rock climbing. And so it's me, 
one or two other guys and a bunch of like small, admittedly cute girls. And so these, these guys are 19, 18 years old, um, doing all of the things they can do to impress a bunch of cute girls. So like, you know, they're being extra tough and, you know, like picture a bunch of guys in almost in juvenile detention doing everything they can to impress somebody. Um, it was amusing from my perspective. And it's like, all right, we're going to go up this rock wall and you're going to be up there and it's time for you to, when you come down, you just say take and then you lean back on this rope and that, you know, 105 pound individual you've been attempting to flirt with is going to catch you and lower you down. Um, so they climbed, they, you know, jostled with each other, put on their harnesses, flexed in their shirts, climbed up the wall. Um, if you rock climb, you've seen this, they only used their arms the entire way and just like he manning themselves up this rock wall. Um, and then they got there and they get to the top and then they look down and, you know, it's, we had long ropes because we're not hiking very far. So they're like a good 60 feet off the deck. And suddenly you get these pretty big, tough, pretty burly guys and they look down, they go, <gasps> and they latch onto the rope, the wall, everything they can and they lock up and they say, you know, these little, these cute girls from down below, all right, so, lean back, he's got to trust in the rope, gotcha, and it's not happening. And so then another one of said cute girls has to go climbing up next to them and then stand there and say, all right, I'm gonna help you step by step. So let go of the wall, you can hold onto your harness, uh-huh, and start leaning back. And teach them step by step how to get down this rock wall. Um, believe it or not, their bravado changed slightly. Um, and the rest of the day, it was, it was remarkably fun. People talk about rock climbing. They say, do you understand that this rope will hold you when you fall? Everybody goes, yes, that rope will hold me. Um, do you believe that that rope will hold you? Yes, I believe it. Do you actually believe that that rope will hold you? Once you're up on the wall and it's time to lean back and trust this rope, these bolts that are glued into rock, that person down there to hold you, do you actually believe that will hold you? If you do, you guys might have heard this analogy before, you lean back, it might be scary, but you believe it, you believe it, you go for it, you lean back, you do it. Believe, do you believe? That, there's kind of a separation there. Like, I have come into the world as light, so whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. Believe is trust, understanding that he's got you, he can hold you, um, I will give of myself in a way that I know I might fall because he's got me, he's God. I believe it, I believe it. There's actions to it, it's more than up here. But we'll move on because there's two things. There's belief, believe, and then there's light. I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. What? is darkness. 
Um, we'll leave that as a rhetorical question. I'll ask real ones in a little bit. Darkness. Darkness is the absence of light. Um, I would say if you go into a room in the evening, you're trying to take pictures on your phone, there's not enough light. It's dark, but you can still take some bad photos. That's not darkness. That's a dark room, um, but it's not darkness. Um, if you're in the middle of the Pacific Ocean on a cloudy night without moon or stars, that is darkness. Like when, you know, you can't see anything, like anything, that is darkness. Um, remarkably disorienting, the absence of light. It's darkness. It's a binary. Light, dark. Light, dark. If there's light, it's not darkness. If there's not very much light, it's just kind of dark. Um, follow? Tracking? Yeah, getting some nods? All right. So, but in terms of, the Bible uses the term light often. Like, God, well, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And there's many more. Those are just some random scriptures. But what does it mean to be in God's light? This is tangible. It's a real thing. Um, give a, a bit of a hint. Um, another verse, 1 John 4, 16 so we started off, God is light, in him is no darkness. First John 4, 16 is God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. What does it mean to be in the light? It's very similar, or the same, as being in the love of God. How many people here have experienced that, being in the light, in the love of God. We're getting some hands. All right. Hold. I need smaller fingers than this to hit that button. So those of you that raised your hands, how many of you feel brave today? There we go. Can you describe it? Not everybody, not everybody raised their hands. So who said they feel in the light? Is someone bold enough? Nathan, describe it. What does it feel like to be in the light, in the love of God? What does it feel like? The best way I can describe it is uh, like I could breathe for the first time, truly breathe, truly have my heart beating. It felt like I was free, like, like no matter what else happened, that I was gonna be okay. That is excellent. Do you have words? You can sing. How does, how does it feel to be in the light or love of God? I don't know if I'll sing, but I think it feels like, it reminds me of the passage in Psalm 23, when you're lying by green pastures and still waters. I just think being in the love of God is very calming and peaceful. Um, like it's, it's relief and it's restorative. Mm-hmm. All right, so the group of guys that I have no idea who any of them are. I saw some hands raised and saying, all right. 
Um, it's very difficult to describe, I think, but one of the ways that, that often comes to me is taking both of them one at a time. And being in the light, to me, has this sense of being exposed because what hides in the dark dies in light, right? So, like, I feel totally, like, that the Lord can see me, but in that same instance, seeing me for who I am, and then that love part comes in and it says, hey, I, I see you and I know you and I, I'm not here, like, I'm not judging you, I love you, like, I, you know, I see everything that you are and it's, it, I want you, like, I want to be with you, you know, that's, that's how, awesome. That awesome. It's, it's very good. Do anybody else want to add? I guess it's knowing that uh, God's always got your back and that he will only allow you to go into situations which he's prepared for you and that you don't have to fear the darkness because it cannot touch you. And knowing that the Lord will be there no matter what, no matter how you feel, no matter what's happening around you. And you know that you're like, you're like in a bubble when you walk through the darkness. You see the darkness, but you're not in it because God has placed you in the world to be the light. Excellent. Any more? Those are wonderful words. These are experiences, they're real, they're tangible. You can feel it, it's a, it's a real thing. It's, um, it's a real thing. You know, the other analogies are like, yeah, you are seen and you are known and you are accepted. There's warmth, there's light, there's growth, if you wanna go for the plant analogy. Um, and you can feel it. It's uh, like the difference between happiness and joy. You can be joyful and not very happy. Okay, story time. Quick pause. Story time. Um, it is 1997. Use your imaginations. It's 1997. So um, uh, all of the pretty girls are wearing flare pant low-rise jeans with crop tops. Um, there are droves of skateboard carrying teenagers wearing tent-like pants that are currently earning the no skate here signs that still exist in the cities and inspiring skate parks across America. Um, your dad is discovering zip-off cargo pant khakis that are still probably a staple in his wardrobe today. Um, it's 1997. You know a time traveler. It's 1997, you know a time traveler. This is a time traveler you listen to the stories of for a little bit, and you mostly believe him, and you mostly trust him. And this time traveler says, hey, there is a bookstore. You should take whatever money you can and invest in this bookstore. It's important, you should do it. And you don't have a lot of money. You're not broke, but you don't have a lot of money. You've got like 5,000 bucks. And it's 1997, the internet's a pretty big thing. And you just did a bookstore? Who reads books? So you don't. 25 years later, your dad is still wearing zip-off khaki cargo pants, and you now looking at the stock value of this bookstore that eventually branched off into other goods that is known as Amazon.com. If you had invested in that bookstore for $5,000, your $5,000 investment would now be worth 
$11.4 million. That time traveler's words haunt you. You think back to 1997 for a guy you mostly believed and mostly trusted and he said, invest in this bookstore. And you didn't. Oh, you didn't. Um, Every time, you know, you're not broke now, but you're certainly not loaded. And you go, if I just listened, if I just listened to my time traveler, Jesus says, Oh, Oh, I didn't write down that verse in my notes. But Jesus says, I did not come to judge you. I came to save you. I am the light. I come with the words of eternal life. I come to save you. I do not come to judge you. There will be at the end a time of judgment. And the very words I speak will judge you. Just like the time traveler. The words, these are just financial stuff, um, but you know, $5,000, $11.4 million, there's regret. The not following his words is regretful. It's, it haunts you. The words condemn you. The, the time traveler is trying to save you financially. He was trying to build you up, but you did not listen. And the words condemn you. Jesus Christ is speaking the words of eternal life. He is seeking to save, to bring you from the darkness into the light, to save you. These aren't financial freedoms. This is eternal life. Um, And as we described about what it feels like to be in the light, goodness now too. And there will come a time that we look back and we will remember the words that Jesus spoke to us or people spoke to us about Jesus And those words will either condemn or build us up. Jesus came came to save, to save all of us, to bring us out of the darkness into the light. So that is the summary of of these verses. This is the end of this passage of the book of John that we've been going through for, what a time is it, like over a year? Um, I thought I read slowly. Um, But I have come into this world as light, that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. Believe, trust, put your weight on it, lean back. He's got you, he will catch you. will not remain in darkness. We'll feel the love, we'll feel known and accepted, exposed warmth growing. Because he came to save, he did not come to judge. He loves us, just as the way that we are. All right, but in practical stuff, this is, even like this sounds good, like, but, um, so we need to believe, we need to trust this climbing rope of God. We'll ask a real question. You guys can just shout out answers. I won't bombard you with microphones. Um, Believe. How do you believe more? Believe more. Believe more. Just do it more. Um, Like, it's like telling someone who's scared, stop that. Mm, that Don't be scared. It's not scary. 
stop. <laughs> you know, like, that doesn't, that doesn't work. Don't be tired. <laughs> you didn't sleep last night. I don't care. Don't, don't stop. Um, believe more. Believe how, like, how, do, you know, that, that I love the verse. Um, I believe, help me in my unbelief. If you guys remember that one, the guy's asking Jesus to help his child. I believe, help me in my unbelief. How do we believe more? There is enough, enough of us in here, we can be a little bit intimate. Thoughts, how do we believe more? Huh? We test, we test him? Is that what you? We get tested. We get tested. Ah, that's good. Seek the Lord's face. I like it. Any other bold people that are willing to let their voices be heard? Remembering past experience of his faithfulness. Remembering past experience of his faithfulness. That's good. Of pers- ours personally and others too. That's rad. Yeah. We'll be going into more of this. At least Simon said he would be when I chatted with him. Because the rest of the book of John is going into what Jesus is doing to help his disciples believe more. And it's, it's, belief is not something you can just turn a knob on a dial. It is something that is like oftentimes built. And yes, experiences, trust, follow, be with God, trust in him, Um, build it up. It's one of those beautiful things of scripture that it's not complicated. It's just really hard. Um, But at the same time, totally worth it. It's uh, the hallmarks of a good design. It's just amazingly simple. Um, Believe in God. And you will not stay in the darkness. You will come into the light where you are known and fully known.